Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Sports Headline. Um, just me today. In fact, Sean is currently on a uh, leave of absence um, just to get some personal things straightened up. So um, I'm going to be bringing you a new segment called um, SH, SH um, News 3, uh, where basically I do a 30-minute news segment each and every day. Um, now, most days it'll be longer than uh, 30 minutes, but I am here uh, to discuss the uh, sports world's biggest news with you right now. Um, let's let's start things off by giving a big shout out to podgo.co. Um, it's the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Now, um, all, all you have to do is go to podgo.co. Co. That's once again podgo p o d g o dot co, and um, there's a few simple steps that you need to follow. Um, first, make sure you fill in your um, your ti- the title of your episode or your um, the the um, Hold on one second. I don't know if I'm freezing up. Give me a minute. Okay. Um, so f- uh, put the the title of your the name of your podcast um, in into the name uh, section, and be sure that you mention sports headlines in the how you heard about Podco. Uh, section of of your um, application, but big big thanks to them for sponsoring this episode. As always, this episode was powered by Crossover Media. Follow them at Crossover three sixty five on Twitter and Instagram, and be sure to follow us on um, Twitter at Sports Headline eight and on Instagram at Sports underscore Headlines four. So let's get right into the recent news. Um, of the sports world, what a game uh, last night in the MLB. The Braves and the Dodgers really, really went head-to-head. Um, and Cody Bellinger shows up in a big moment in October, uh, something that he was kind of struggling with for a little bit, especially this year. Uh, he hits a seventh-inning, two-out, three-two count bomb into right field. Gave the Dodgers a four to three lead, and they never looked back as the Dodgers uh, knocked off the Braves. We also had um, the Astros and the Rays go off um, yesterday about uh, in, in, a game, in their own game seven. And the Rays won with Randy Rosarena showing up once again. What a player that that young man has turned out to be in his rookie season. He won uh, ALCS MVP, and for good reason. He really carried that team, offensively speaking, throughout the um, American League Championship Series. So I, my original pick was that Braves in that series. I also uh, really – I don't believe I ever went on record with a pick in Astros-Rays. Uh, I said I, – I did say that I really like the Rays against the Yankees, 
because they were the small market team and I wanted the Astros just because that would be a great storyline, have another Astros Dodgers match up. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Rays in this year's World Series just because, you know, the small market team, um, nobody likes the Dodgers unless they're either from LA or, or bandwagon fan. Um, and, and I, I got a text the other day from Sean and, uh, he, he said, all right, here we go. This is the plan for the world series. Clayton Kershaw does not get to pitch unless it is a, a not, a, a very, very high stakes game. So he can only pitch if we're up 2-0, 3-1, or 3-0 in the series. And and you know what? We'll see how Clayton Kershaw does. We'll see if he shows up. Um, but game one of the World Series is on Tuesday, and we have um, a really a great matchup, kind of David versus Goliath. The Rays were the 28th team in terms of payroll. And, of course, you know the Dodgers were top five um, in that stat as well. So we've we've got game one uh, being on Tuesday. Currently, um, it is scheduled for 8.09 p.m. And the favorite of that game, give me one second, the favorite of the Rays-Dodgers game one is the Dodgers. Uh, they are favored. So um, make sure you all – uh, if you want to put your put your favorite or who you think is going to win this series in the comment section of this stream. Um, I really thought it was a great, great kind of performance by the Dodgers as a team. The, the Braves made some critical mistakes. They made that base running mistake. Um, Ozzy Albies had a nice throw home to to um, gun down Chris Taylor. That would have given the Dodgers um, that would have tied the score for the Dodgers, but that was um, that was a great play by Albies, but it didn't quite redeem the base running mistake made by Swanson. Um, he was thrown out in a rundown between home and third after he broke on a ground ball in the infielder, um, and it it was just it was it was it was a series that was filled with pitching, um, offense and defense and, and that's all you could ask for in in a uh, National League Championship Series in the MLB. Uh, both teams showed up to play and and the Dodgers won the series in one game seven simply by playing better cleaner baseball and and um, you know what the same can be said for the Rays. The Rays played out absolutely outstanding uh, defensively throughout the whole playoffs but especially in the ALCS and then a Rosarena with the power surge um, really, really just putting the Rays on his back. Uh, G-Man Choi hit a clutch, clutch home run. Of course, Correa followed it up with, uh, with one of his own, um, that to give the Astros the lead and the eventual win. But, um, you really, you really love to see the Rays who have made some, some outstanding trades. Um, back in, what was it? 2018, they traded Chris Archer, uh, a young starting pitcher, but somebody who wasn't really uh, proven yet and was showed showed some uh, some some struggles, some uh, some bad tendencies in that organization. They traded him to Pittsburgh for Tyler Glass now, arguably their ace, one of their three aces, um, who puts you know a fastball up there, ninety six to to one hundred one, 
and, and a curveball that just falls off the table in, in probably the high 70s um, range. And and then you they also got Austin Meadows, who is a staple um, piece for that lineup, a really, really talented young player who I think is going to be good for years to come. Now, whether he stays with the Rays will remain to be seen as the Rays do not have uh, that high of a payroll, as evidenced by the 28th uh, biggest payroll in a 30-team league. Um, let's go to some MLB draft uh, order. It was set by the standings this year, um, and it was released. So the Astros, if you all don't remember, lost their first uh, round pick for the next two seasons. Um, so we've got the first overall pick going to the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> boy, oh, boy, they need it. Um, definitely the worst team in baseball. And, um, you know, the record was probably hurt a little bit by the teams in the division with four the other four teams making the playoffs. But it is what it is. They got the first overall pick. The Rangers got the second overall pick. The Tigers got the third overall pick. Um, Mookie Betts leaving Boston and going to L.A. really did turn the tide. Both those franchises. Boston has the fourth overall pick, and L.A. is now in the World Series as the favorites. The Baltimore Orioles have the fifth overall pick. The Diamondbacks have the sixth. Those Kansas City Royals come in with the seventh overall pick. Um, the Colorado Rockies, who started off hot this year and really just couldn't sustain um, their their good play, have the eighth overall pick. And the Angels, who signed Anthony Rendon in hopes of becoming a playoff team and, and maybe not making Mike Trout sort of like an Aaron Rodgers or, or a um, – to a lesser extent, LeBron James with with not necessarily the accomplishments of uh, somebody like a Tom Brady or a Joe Montana, um, but the obvious talent way above anybody we've ever seen before, save one or two other players. Um, the New York Mets have the 10th overall pick. The Washington Nationals, the defending champion Washington Nationals, come in at the 11th. The 12th overall pick was the Seattle Mariners. 13th was the Philadelphia Phillies. The 14th pick was the San Francisco Giants. Um, then we get into playoff teams here. The 15th pick is the Brewers. Um, the 16th pick is the Marlins, who now, yes, they have lost a playoff series. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for them, what a run they had. 17th pick is my Cincinnati Reds. The 18th pick is the St. Louis Cardinals. The Blue Jays, the young athletic going to be a very, very good team for years to come. Toronto Blue Jays have the 19th overall pick. The New York Yankees have the 20th overall pick. The Chicago Cubs are coming in at 21. And the Chicago White Sox have the 22nd overall pick. The Atlanta Braves have the 24th overall pick. Um, sorry, I skipped over the Indians with the 23rd overall pick. Um, the Athletics have the 25th pick. The Twins have the 26th pick. The exciting to watch Padres have the 27th pick. And of course the Rays come in at 28 and the Dodgers have the last pick of the first round. Remember the Astros do not have a pick. Um, Reds news. They announced that vice president and general manager, Nick Crawl will head the team's baseball operations department as Dick Williams did step down uh, following their elimination by the Braves. Um, Ty Lu, um, speaking of coaching, Ty Lu was hired by the Clippers, I believe, on a five-year contract. 
So we will we will see. Um, Kawhi Leonard was described as kind of selfish this season, so we'll see how him and Paul George really embrace and uh, Ty Lue. Keep in mind, he was an assistant for that team, so um, he is not completely unfamiliar to those guys and their their attitudes. And Daryl Morey stepped down as the Rockets' general manager as well. So no more Mike D'Antoni or Daryl Morey. The Rockets, could they be going into more of a full rebuild or or are they going to keep competing? Stay tuned for that. Um, let's transition to some NFL news. Ah, oh, man. Um, in case you all don't know, I'm a Packers fan. I have been for for. A number of years now. I actually don't know how long, but the Packers kind of got kind of got slapped around by the Buccaneers um, yesterday. And I would like to go really, really, really in depth into that game for you all today. Um, the The Packers scored uh, the first ten points of the game. They were up ten to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Then two Aaron Rodgers interceptions. On back-to-back drives later, saw the Bucks up 14 to 10, and the Bucks did not stop from there. They scored 38 unanswered and won the game 38 to 10. My takeaways to this game: Wow, the Bucks! If they can play defense, uh, let me let me let me keep the keep this in mind. Let, let me make this clear to everybody: This was not a game that the quarterbacks were the best players on the field or even the most valuable players on the field or, or on, on the roster. The quarterbacks played pretty small role in their team either winning or losing. And you're going to say, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Rodgers threw two picks and one of them was a pick six. Okay, but, I mean, really, that's 14 points out of the 38 that they scored. They still would have won 24 to 10. Um, the Buccaneers won this game on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Ronald Jones rushed for over 100 yards and two touchdowns, and Aaron Jones rushed for 15 yards. I believe Jamal Williams had about 33 yards, and A.J. Dillon, the second-round draft choice for the Packers, had 31. So the Buccaneers seem to have unlocked some sort of, or, or at least followed up, on some sort of way of stopping uh, the Packers. And we saw this a little bit last year, and that is by superior line play. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers was under duress with guys in his face all night, and it did not help uh, by, with the fact that the best left tackle in all of football, David Bakhtiari, left the game with a chest injury. Now, that is not a significant injury, um, Matt LaFleur said in the postgame interview. But um, that is never a good sign when when your franchise left tackle and the best one in the game at that goes out uh, for the rest of the game. We did not have any significant injuries. Um, other than that, I will I will I will basically diagnose why the Packers lost and why the Buccaneers won. The Buccaneers won this game because the defensive line rushed the passer very, very well, and they they kept the offensive linemen off of the linebackers, Devin Bush and Levante, or Devin White and Levante David, in order for them to make plays in the running game. And then the offensive, offensively, they just kind of bullied the Packers front seven. Um, Tom Brady was not sacked 
at all. Um, Preston Smith continues his quiet, quiet season. He's only had a half of a sack this year. Rashawn Gary has been mu a much better pass rusher um, from from this uh, season. I I would not say your evaluation of the Bucks was a thousand percent correct or whatever you meant from that comment, Sean. But um, the the Buccaneers have when they can play defense like this, it doesn't matter who's their quarterback, unless their quarterback's turning the ball over thirty times in a season, which Tom Brady obviously will not. Um, there is almost no possible way that he finishes the season with more than fifteen, and that's half of what Jameis Winston threw last season. Um, and then offensively, you have Ronald Jones. Keep in mind, um, I have not said Leonard Fournette once, so I will continue um, my my uh, my victory in, in saying Leonard Fournette was not going to be the difference maker for this team. Um, and, and you know, the, the offense played well. They ran the ball well. Um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin made plays on third down when they needed to. Gronkowski had his best game in two years really really three years um and 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 we saw Tom Brady just be untouched in the pocket uh and and deliver overarchingly good balls down the field to um his plethora of weapons defensively the young secondary especially the corners played very very well Devontae Adams had six catch for a little over 60 yards um last night and and the the line again played phenomenally and and just those those linebackers are basically built to stop guys like I mean guys in their own division like Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, now Mike Davis uh in his emergence. And and they will they'll also stop guys like Aaron Jones or even a Raheem Mostert, who's not quite as polished as as McCaffrey, Kamara, and Jones are but he's still a threat with that breakaway speed. And um, these linebackers are basically built to counter that. Now, going on to the Packers, they got bullied um, on the defensive side of the ball. They could not get to Tom Brady, and that's one of their strengths. They played pretty well in coverage except for crucial moments. They played well in coverage up until, you know, a big third down here or, or – a um, you know, Robinson for the Bucks got a touchdown on a nice route against um, against Josh Jackson, who was stepping in for the injured Kevin King, who missed that game. And and also the Packers, keep in mind, they were coming off of a bye. They had just gotten Devontae Adams back. And um, they got a little full of themselves. Um, they they were they were kind of feeling themselves a little bit. And Aaron Rodgers talked about on the actually on the Pat McAfee show. Go watch that; it's a great show. Um, he talked about you know not getting complacent and and um, you know not getting too cocky. But it seemed like the Packers kind of came out cocky, and whether that was Rodgers or um, or or the defense, or even Matt Lafleur, who kind of went into a into a bit of a shell um, when when he his stuff wasn't working. Um, the, you know, he did that against the Chargers last year, against the Niners both times last year. And and that basically was all of their losses, um, all of their losses in Matt LaFleur's entire coaching tenure in, in history, except for the week four Eagles loss was because what he didn't what he wanted to do, which was run the football 
did not work for the first half, essentially. And then he went into a shell and uh, we really saw shades of, of uh, 2015, 2016, 2017 uh, Green Bay Packers offense with Mike McCarthy being stagnant and drop back, be under pressure. Guys aren't getting open. Um, you know, you had Equinemius, St. Brown and Devontae Adams come off injury um, with, you know, limited practice time. St. Brown hasn't played all year um, with no preseason and then being out for the regular season. So um, kudos to the Buccaneers. Every team gets a stinker game. I've said that. I still had the Chiefs last week uh, in the number one spot in my power rankings. The Chiefs had their stinker game. We saw the Bills have their stinker game. The Packers just had their stinker game. Um, we will we will definitely see who is next. But uh, Chiefs-Bills preview. Talked about two teams that had a stinker game last week. The, they These two teams play Monday night. I have the Chiefs uh, winning that game just because I think they're the superior team. But I really am curious to see how Josh Allen attacks that Chiefs defense. That is nothing special, but nothing to um, take lightly. They are they are competitive when they need to be, and um, they they have proven results. At the time, Matthew has not looked uh, nearly as good as he did last year. Frank Clark is almost no, uh, a no factor. Um, He's gone to the quarterback three times, yes, but he is not playing good football. He's getting blown off the ball and run support. And um, really, the, the Chiefs are taking that cap hit for not much production out of him. Um, and and the Bills coming off of an absolute beatdown by the Titans. We saw the Titans offense, again, put up serious points on um, on the Texans. Now, granted, it was the Texans defense, and they are nothing special either. But, um, you know, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game, but we will see who comes out on top. Um, and the second Monday night game is the Cardinals versus the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. And I think Andy Dalton is going to be the reason why. They're going to be able to run the ball. Chandler Jones is missing, which means the pass rush isn't as good. They're gonna, the Cardinals are going to have to rely on Hassan Reddick, of all people, um, to really, really get to the passer from that edge spot. and. I think the Cowboys, their line play is going to be good enough. They're, uh, they they still have Ezekiel Elliott, who's the third best back in the league. Right now, probably the best back in the league with Saquon and Christian McCaffrey being out. Um, now you can say other guys are playing better. Yes, but Zeke has been underutilized by the Cowboys. And I, I really don't think this Dak Prescott injury is going to cause too much of a difference in the Cowboys' end record. He is definitely the better quarterback. Uh he is much better than Andy Dalton was, but I think we're going to see shades of, of like 2015 Andy Dalton, where he was in the, in the race for the MVP. Um, then he threw, threw a pick and broke his finger trying to make the tackle and um, was out for the rest of the year. But I think we're going to see shades of that, that Andy Dalton with the uh, explosive offense, the, the so-so defense kind of suspect defense. And I think they're going to be able to put points up on the Cardinals. Um, let's, Quickly move on to college football. Number five, North Carolina lost to unranked Florida State. 